0: Diary. It is February 17th, 2024, and I wrote today. Hello all, it is I, your host Rainbow, also known as Dharma, whichever one you like to call me, and today is day 119 of writing. That's right, I have kept up my streak for 119 days of writing. That includes yesterday and today, and um, even while I was not doing so good recently, I kept up with it. So, yeah, today I wanted to talk about building your world's history, you know, for your writing world, you know, whatever planet you're doing. Um, Even if it's an altered version of Earth, I still think these tips could be very helpful. So, I personally um, started by having a basic idea of the most important world history events to the story. You know, for example, in my world, there is this big war going on between this group of alien races known as Estonians on their planet of Estonia. um, That's spelled with an A at the beginning, not an E. It's not Estonia as in the real world country. Um, And the humans who tried to take power, um, you know, take over as emperors slash empresses and killed A generation of the royal emperor family I'm still figuring out how to word that exactly but they did successfully kill that which started off this whole entire war now obviously there is already some history elements already in there you know the whole humans having assassinated the royal emperor and empress uh, from a while ago is already a part of that history and then um, along with that, this ongoing war that has obviously been going on for a long time. So basic we have the most basic part of it. We have these two different groups that are warring against each other. We have how the war started and we have the um, notion that the war continues. Now, from this more basic concept, we can work it out from there. Now, usually, naturally, as one thinks out their, um, the rest of their plot, you know, what's actually going on, how related it is to the current world events of, you know, their writing world and things like that, usually this helps more details and interesting things come to life. For example, I really wanted one of the characters to secretly be related to the current generation of um, emperors and empresses, Uh, more specifically be a sibling to the current empress who is currently ruling alone. And the reason being for them not ruling along with their sibling, or at least being a major player in the royal empress family, is due to having been disowned by their parents while their parents were still alive. Specifically due to some old world values that the royal family in particular still holds on to till this day. And even though this character, who's now been disowned, used to have a good relationship, even a very close relationship with their sister, even their sister disowns them in the end because of these old family values, putting more and more pressure on the sister. Especially when um, their younger sibling, the one that's been disowned, was uh, was in her eyes treated better because they quote-unquote came out wrong, thus leading to the parents having less expectations for them. And they're meant to just be a backup heir anyway because, well, they already had uh, the current-day empress. To take over when they were gone and they came to be gone very close to the present so yet again that's some more world history there now we know that there's recently been a change in um, change in leadership for the whole planet in my case because the Emperor Empress family rules over the entire Estonian planet um, as a whole um, This was partly because I liked the idea of a single empire ruling over the entire world, and the other part of it was because I wanted more focus on the war between Estonians and humans as a whole rather than have this whole civil war kind of thing. Um, I am thinking about bringing in civil war or some sort of rebellion... Um, later on in the series, whether it's the same book series or maybe a spinoff series. Yet again, this is a whole world to look into with so many stories that I'm waiting to tell. So um, most likely I'll be following a bunch of different characters through their journeys through the time of this world. You know, I'm kind of thinking a little Star Warsy in that way that we follow the different generations, but it's not going to it's not going to go on forever, uh, I don't think. We're gonna, I'm going to branch out and stuff, but uh, this, this, this podcast is not about that, so let's just continue on. So as you can see, the more and more we develop out, even just the characters that we're playing around with, our main characters, our side characters, all the characters in between, we end up finding ourselves fleshing out this world history more and more. Now what we can do once we feel like we've gotten all of the core elements that are important to the story, to the characters, to the plot as a whole. Now we can take this and we can expand on it even more so we can have um, some nice interesting lore tidbits and elements that we can sprinkle in, um, both as just a way to expand the world, but they could also be ways of expanding out into other stories, or foreshadowing other potential future plots, you know, if that's something that you want to do. So now we make a comprehensive world history um, section. Now personally for the moment I'm not like creating a world history from the beginning of time. I have decided to start the world history from where is most relevant in the past to what is most rele- relevant present in the story. You know, for example, I, I started with how humans and Estonians came to know each other. You know, before you can have a war, you need to know who you're warring with. And um, I had it to where Estonians and humans were both coexisting peacefully, humans ended up um, coming to the Estonian world via some high tech sci-fi futuristic um, spaceships and um they learned they began learning each other's languages and um, human in, and the humans that were sent became ambassadors and became great friends of Estonians especially the uh, royal family. I'm just going to call them the royal family, but keep in mind these are the emperors slash empresses. So, over time, humans began uh, bringing more of themselves over to the Estonian planet because things worked worked out so well with the meetings and, you know, the peace pact and things like that that humans started integrating into Estonian society. Um, Estonians decided to stay on their planet, however. Um, it was mostly just humans that wanted to come and be on the Estonian world, especially to study Estonians and their environment, because while it is fairly similar to Earth, you know, the, they have grass, we have grass. They have trees, we have trees. It is not the same. The creatures are very different. You know, there's no cats or dogs, but instead these strange, um, you know, alien, cre- alien creatures that take the places of cats and dogs, things of that nature. Now, so that we're not um, going over this all day long, I'm just going to give you the sped-up version. So humans were introduced into and became part of Estonian society. Estonians um, gave them the greatest gift they thought they could give by making a word in their language that means humans, which the word is my hallam. Yet again, this is what they thought to be the greatest gift they could give. Things were great for many, many decades. Um, I'm not sure if it was, if it's decades or hundreds of years. The timing of things, I'm still working on what's what took decades, what took hundreds of years, things like that. But just know that over a grand span of time, humans settled in, often became nobles, often um, had the best working, uh, had the best jobs, had the best working conditions, um, things like that, and started having their own culture and values seep into the culture of Estonians. Now, while this brought some interesting and good ideas, such as things like Christianity, you know, the belief in one God, um, Most of Estonia believed in a certain pantheon of gods, so this gave a little bit more variety to, um, what could be believed in and things like that, but they also brought, uh, humans also brought some bad values such as racism, um, their speciesism slash alienism, um, which is basically, um, their unfounded hate for Estonians, um, probably coming from a place of disgust because a lot of Estonians are a mix between um, humanoids and some some sort of animal or they are a mythological creature or based off a mythological creature and soon enough scandals came out about um, how humans were actually keeping Estonians as slaves and one uh, very famous case known as the Burning Man which, real quick, I want to give a hanging suicide and graphic violence warning. It's important for the story, so I can't remove it, so I'm sorry about that. It's really important. So, where a human had a an Estonian slave, and the Estonian slave had displeased the human, a, human enough to where they had decided to use a branding iron to burn them burn their face burn their chest just burn them all over but realizing that they would get caught they decided to take the estonian and actually hung them on a tree to make it to try and make it look like it was suicide now obviously with all of the burns and everything and the statements from those who had worked with them Just an hour before, saying that he didn't have burns of that degree anywhere on his body like that, the human ended up arrested and this began a big conspiracy about how humans are really bad and that they should kick them off their planet or, in some cases, worse. and these conspiracies about how humans are doing all of these bad things and are going to do worse ended up coming true when the same human ambassadors that made the peace pact with Estonians killed the emperor and empress of that generation. Now, they did not kill the children, they instead imprisoned them, and one of the humans tried to... Temporar- um, only temporarily take the throne, but even though the guard, many of the guards had been bribed, those who had not or um, had been and simply refused to go through with it now, instead turned on the human ambassadors and killed all of them. And having freed the royal children, one of them took up the throne, and declared war. So from there on over the span of a few hundred years at least, war continued to wage, each side making good blows against each other and things like that until we come to our current generation of um, royal family and you know, just present times in general, the war is still waging on, but it's now in a stalemate um, for the moment, mostly. My um, humans still attack from time to time, but they never truly make it far, so yeah. So this is one of those things where um, you can see how just by taking those basic elements and expanding them out, you can really, um, you can really create an interesting world history. And the other thing is looking at our own history. Now, I did not do any research for this uh, for my making my own world history, but having basic knowledge of actual world events, things that have gone on and fairly recently, I would say, you know um recent wars you know the horrors of world war ii and things like that just having the basic knowledge of actual world history and all the crazy fucked up shit that people have done and that people continue to do through our current present world history gives many creative and interesting ideas for your own story you know um I got, into, I got a bit into detail when it came to the side story of the Burning Man, but the reason why is to show you that you can come up with these interesting side stories as well within the story of your world history that can be just as equally as interesting and sound sadly sound like they can take place in our real world. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if someone came to me and told me that something very close, or, um, gosh darn, nearly exactly the same happened in real life to an actual slave. Now, of course, it won't be between a human—they won't be a human owner and an alien slave—but the real-life parallels are unmistakable here. Now. Obviously, it's not the same as the real world. As I've said before, what I'm writing about when it comes to the Estonian and um, Human War, it's not to be meant to be taken as an allegory for racism. I am simply taking elements from that side of history because, well, as I just discussed, it was about a sentient being owning another sentient being you know slavery you know it's yet again it's not meant to be an allegory for racism it's just a sentient being owning another sentient being and I'm sure there's probably probably hits some notes and things that make it seem like it's meant to be racism but it's not meant to be speciesism or alienism however you want to call it because it's a story about aliens and humans you know <laughs> a story about aliens and humans that's simply about aliens and humans as i've said before if it's about race uh, i will show that it's a or i yeah i will show that it's about race <laughs> um i don't know why i feel the need to keep reiterating all of that Um, I think it's probably because of the recent media controversies in general about race and things of that nature. I just, um, I don't want to be misconstrued, you know. Um, As I've said before, I'm doing my best within my work to not make it come off this way. Because especially, especially when it comes to recent, you know, or more recent hit movies like Avatar, you know, even Avatar The Way of Water, I hear still has elements of this where they use aliens as a fill-in for a certain culture slash race, um, you know, where the whole entire thing is truly meant to be an allegory for racism. So I'm i'm a little worried that it's going to come off that way but i'm going to try really hard to not make it so um you know because like i said before that's not what it's about it's truly meant to be a a, um a book book series whatever it ends up being about aliens versus humans what humans would do if faced with aliens and an alien threat and what the and more importantly, what the aliens would do back? Would these aliens be better than the humans that they're fighting? And hopefully, the answer is yes. <laughs> um, you know, I consider myself a friend to aliens. If I were to meet an alien, I'd be chill. Like, <laughs> you know, I, to alien to any aliens out there, I'm I'm your friend. I don't, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so Um, a little bit of insight into my thought process, you know, Um, I feel like on this podcast and just as an author, writer in general, whatever you want to call me at this point, uh, I feel it's important to also put out there um, certain struggles or certain worries that I have because I feel like for those of you out there who are also planning on making stories, whether it's casual, whether it's professional, whatever you're trying to do, you, you might run into these kinds of worries and thoughts uh, and, as well. And uh, while I can't, I don't have the answers for you right now as I'm also on this journey, what I can say is that you're not alone you're not the only one thinking about this and we're going to get through it together. Don't let it stop you, okay? You know. Don't let it don't let it stop you. You know, your your story about aliens versus humans can truly be a story about aliens versus humans. You know, you you can do it, just like how I can do it, you know? Together we're going to figure out a way to not be misconstrued and If I find a definitive answer, you'll be sure to hear about it in a podcast episode sometime in the future. So, anyways, thank you all for listening. This ran a little bit longer than I expected, but I'm glad that I stuck around to tell you all about this. And I will see you all in the next one.